0: The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm
1: podcast network.
0: Hey, it's Mooney from the Mooniverse, and welcome to the Step into Your Spiritual Spotlight podcast. I've taken the very best of what I've learned over the last decade of working in the spiritual industry, and now I'm bringing all the teachings, all the tools, all the resources, and all the stories to you in this podcast, where every week you'll meet a new spiritual entrepreneur who's out there doing what they love. They could be just starting out or finding big success, but I want you to connect to the stories and feel connected to the journey. I'll see you in the podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Step Into Your Spiritual Spotlight podcast. And this time we're joined by Kathy Scase. Am I saying that right, Scase? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Perfect. Perfect. Kathy is, I'm just going to give you the shout out of being the second podcast that we're doing. Um, So there's been one in front of you, and this is number two. And so this first four, I think this first month that we're doing the podcast is going to be really powerful for shaping the vision of what this is. And I want to share with everybody kind of what we're trying to accomplish here. So the point of this podcast is to talk about what happens when you awaken to or get the calling for sharing your spiritual gift out in the world in a way that necessitates a business or, or requires you to step outside of yourself or to do things you aren't used to doing. Because in the doing of all of that, we bump into stuff that we anticipated, maybe some stuff that we could never have anticipated, maybe some things that could have been predictable, maybe things that were unpredictable, but all sorts of stuff can happen. And the journey, I think, is part of why we do this. If I'm being honest, it's it has been for me. Yeah. So I would love for for us and this this podcast and what we're trying to talk about to help kind of shine a light on the path that could be in front of you through the stories that we're sharing. Yeah. So I would love to ask you this question, you know, before we get to where you've been, before we get to where you want to go, where are you right now on the journey of doing this? What's right in front of you when it comes to sharing your gift with the world or stepping into your spotlight or however you want to put it?
1: Okay, so right now, I just launched my website, I finally put myself out there, I launched my website uh, this past Monday. And I spent a lot of time this week, um, filing for my LLC, and looking for insurance, a lot of the business stuff that takes a lot of time, you know, you want to get yourself out there and you want to do your work, you know, and, and be of service to everyone, because that's who you are. And then you have all this technical stuff you need to learn. It took me months to figure out how to do the website. I'm no web designer by any stretch. And I got frustrated sometimes and I stopped and then I started again. I'm like, you can do this. Um, or as you love to always say, I love technology and technology loves me, even though it doesn't always feel that way. Um, <laughs> so um, this was actually perfect timing for me to come on here because that's right where I am right now doing all that stuff. All the technical stuff that you have
0: to do. And this is like the equivalent of eating your vegetables when it comes to starting your business because you want it to be all love and light and rainbows and unicorns, but Mm -hmm. it isn't always, which is why an affirmation like I love technology and technology (laughs) loves me is such an important thing to like keep drilling and putting out there because I think on one hand, it has never been more easy to set up a business online Mm -hmm. or to set up a business in general when it comes to just getting it out there and making it real. Mm-hmm. But then what you're talking about is like all of the things and the boundaries that you need to put in place to protect yourself, which sometimes is hard work as anyone who's tried to put a boundary in place around something finds boundaries are hard to, yeah. to do sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so tell me a little bit about how you got through some of those more difficult parts. Cause I'm assuming you've never done anything like this before, right? No, no.
1: Yeah. I I've been doing this work for, almost 20 years. And I just kind of did everything by word of mouth and went along my merry way. Um, But then, you know, it was time to really put myself out there. So I've never done anything like this before. What helped me? Well, you helped me, obviously, I'm in your group. And that's just so it was so instrumental, my journey and giving me confidence um, and speaking with other people who are doing the same thing, because we are we all are full of light and love and want to be of service to each other and and everybody wants to help each other throwing out there in, in a Facebook group or Facebook Messenger, even to someone you don't know, hey, what did you use to build your website? Or did you guys incorporate? Or in am doing this event, do I need to? So really having supported the community around me was very instrumental. But then of course, when you have the support of all those people, you get a lot of different answers, right? Because this person used this to build their website. And that person said, oh, this is the best one. Or I had luck with this one. So then you do your own research and kind of drill down. And sometimes it's it's a matter of eeny, meeny, miny, mo, or just listening to your gut and say, I, or you're just frustrated and you're like, I'm just picking one. I'm, I can't deal with this <laughs> anymore, right? Um, it's kind of like when you want to pick your name for your business and kind of defining, you know, your, your mission statement, you know, there's just so much and you have to drill down. So um, I think the support of the community and people like you, Moony, honestly, can't praise you enough. Really helped me through. And then just determination and remembering to rely on the gifts and abilities that I do have, which is the reason for all of this. So, if I'm feeling frustrated or I don't know which way to go with something, especially with all this technical stuff you have to do, you know, to kind of, you know, do a reading for myself or meditate and, you know, ask my spirit team to help me because there have been countless times where I was frustrated and I didn't know what to do. And You know, as it happens, you know, we know something popped up and I'm like, oh, this is even better than what I was looking at. So, you know, remembering to help yourself, but also to call on your human people, but also call on your spirit people as well, because they're all there and ready and willing and able to help.
0: And you just said the magic words. I think for anybody who's struggling with decision making or being able to pick things between the multitude of offerings that are available is you have to be a product of your own work, right? Mm -hmm. You can't throw away everything that you're teaching or everything you're trying to create or everything that connects you to spirit, because you're like, well, I have to be in my business mode or I have to take the spiritual hat off to put this business hat on, or I got to do this to do that. It's a blending of both of those Mm -hmm. things that allows you to succeed. I've talked about this before, but it's like, I I relate those two parts of yourself as like the monk and the marketer, right? So there's like, the the part of you that's spiritual and wants to like give everything away for free and be a beacon of light to other people and, and, you know, uh, live off the kindness of others and live in a hut somewhere on the edge of whatever, you know, like that whole (laughs) fantastical version of it. And then there's like the marketing part of you that's like, you got to charge for this. You're going to have to pay taxes. You're going to have to do this thing. You could get sued if you don't do this. You could do that. You could do whatever. And it's like, it can be very scary to listen to the marketer when you're off in monk land. Mm -hmm. So it's getting those two voices to work together to say, okay, well, how can I, you know, the monk, can I help the marketer remain calm? And have curiosity and be in exploration and, and love the process, even though it gets tricky and difficult, that look at it as a puzzle or a game or something that you can enjoy. And then how, as as you know, the what can the marketer teach the monk to say, hey, you get to do all of these amazing things and be of service, but we're just going to like put this in front of it, or we're just going to add this piece to it to make it more functional, to make it work so that you can continue to sustain yourself and go out there and help more people.
1: Yeah, so I love that you've already,
0: you're already there. Yeah. You're already, <laughs> at, balance. that balance is great. I
1: haven't been there every day. There've been days when I haven't been there, trust me, but I, I got pretty good at calling myself back in and, and trying to balance that.
0: For you, when you were getting to that point of like, uh Oh, I need to check in with like my spiritual team. What was that physical feeling like, or what, what thoughts were you having? What did that kind of manifest itself as?
1: So you mean, once I, you know, once I checked in, like, how did that go? No, like what got
0: you to the point where you needed
1: to check in? (laughs) Oh, complete frustration and wanting to give up saying the heck with this. I'm not doing it. I just can't deal with this anymore. I have a headache. I've been staring at a computer screen so long, like I'm done. And then it's kind of like, take a breath. And sometimes it was put it away and look at it tomorrow, right? Because even if I called on my spiritual team or went into that place, I might've been so far gone that I wasn't able to connect. So it was just like, I'll deal with this tomorrow. And then tomorrow you have a fresh start, you know, you get back in there and then you kind of proactively go to them. Right. Cause Are you know, fine. you already were frustrated and you say, okay, I was frustrated yesterday, you know, please help me and guide me and what do I need to know? And, and it, it's amazing because nine times out of 10 or maybe even 9.9 times out of 10, the answer was there and I didn't have that stress when I put the computer up again and went to wherever I was and something again popped up or showed up or someone messaged me or I thought to message, oh, let me message this person. I remember they did this. So it it's they're there to help as always. Right. It's just it's like a heal or heal thyself thing. Right. You forget to ask for yourself. You want to do for everybody else. Like, let me help you. Let me help you. And that's like, I need help you know, and it's like, well, help yourself. You know what to do. You know, it's like taking your own advice, you know? (laughs)
0: Exactly. And I think that's it. It's like you get tunnel vision in those moments of frustration when things aren't working, when it's, you know, something's not connecting and you can't figure it out. You get this like tunnel vision of like fear and hopelessness and frustration and anger and like, it's never going to work. And all of that, I refer to it as like that, those three little monsters of, perfection paralysis and imposter syndrome and paranoia, like they start to stack up around you and that's all you can see. And that's all you can hear. And, you know, I think you're giving everyone just like an invaluable piece of advice, close the computer, step away from it and go do your spiritual self work, go get in touch with spirit and just like wash all that stuff out and get to a point where you can come back to it. Um, Another way that I look at that too is I have those moments and I posted about it in the group before, where I'm like, why am I even doing this? And and I, you know, I feel very lucky to have worked with a lot of spiritual teachers in a lot of different ways over my career. And one of the best pieces of advice I ever got was from Neil Donald Walsh. It, the conversation we were having was around why we do what we do, right? As spiritual entrepreneurs, like why we're choosing to step into this, why we want to be out there in the world doing this work. How do we choose what's important and what's not? And his answer was so simple and it was so perfect. It was like, just ask yourself the question, what does this have to do with the purpose of my soul? Like, what does this have to do with the alignment of my soul? What does this have to do with the agenda of my soul? It was like this whole thing, all these things that are out there, all the different choices you could do, all the different paths you could take to be able to like stop and breathe and get in touch with that bigger part of yourself and just kind of like turn on your GPS a little bit for me, that translates also to like the bigger question of the why are you doing what you do can also help cool the temperature down. You Mm -hmm. know, when you get to that point of like things are getting too hot, you're like, okay, I'm not doing it for Facebook likes. I'm not doing it for this. I'm not doing it to be in competition. I'm not doing it for like my ego. What am I doing this for? Oh, I want to be of service. Oh, I want to help people. Oh, I want to make sure nobody feels alone. Oh, I want to bring healing to others. Oh, I want to give them this answer. You know, whatever it is, It allows you to get back to that calm centered place where now the tunnel vision is lifted. You can see all the stars, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And you're able to move forward with more decisiveness and in a more powerful way, which is I think literally everyone I have ever talked to, whether it's a New York Times bestselling author or somebody who's just starting out, this thing is something that everyone's bumped into Mm -hmm. of the, what do I do now? This isn't working. What do I do now? I'm getting frustrated. What do I do now? I'm so grateful that you brought this up because this is one of those navigational points, one of those strategies that on this whole journey, if you can master this or if you can get to a point where you feel comfortable doing this, where you can step outside of these emotions and just let spirit kind of come in and like rearrange some stuff and clean things up for you and then go back to it. You will move forward faster and easier than I think most people realize is possible. And it sounds like that might be what's happening for you.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think another thing, too, a lot of times when we're embarking on this journey, you know, we have our muggle job, right? We have our nine to five. And it's trying to find that balance. And ultimately, I think most all of us want to go into this work and do it full time, because that's our passion. That's our sole purpose, our love. And we have that fear because we have bills to pay and all these other things of, well, how will I ever be able to do it? And I kind of realized with myself, I was stopping myself occasionally because I had fear of success. What Mm -hmm. if I have so many people coming to me and how am I going to balance all that? You know, I, I've got this going on and I want to live my life. And then I also have my job that I need to pay the bills. And how am I going to manage it all? And then I kind of said, don't put any blocks, right? Because that's what you ultimately would love to happen. You're in control of your schedule. If you have a thousand people want you to read for them in a week, you can't possibly do it. So you say, sorry, I can't. And you can book people out or whatever. And, you know, don't be afraid of success because I could be putting blocks up to be able to say, bye-bye, I loved you, but I'm done with you, muggle job, you know, kind of thing, and and really dive into this and, and you know, go my life's purpose and my passion full time. So that was something, the ego, you know, I had to really think about that and um, get myself out of my own way a little bit, too. Because sometimes we put subconscious blocks up, too, right?
0: Oh, yeah, all the time. And those yeah. are the things that are, you know, I, again... I struggled with this for a long time because when you work in something like, you know, traditional personal development, they're like, break through everything, burn it to the ground, destroy it, bust through it. I had to like rearrange all of that because that's not kind of how I am. And it took me a long time to realize that some of these beliefs, even though they were preventing me from getting to the success that I wanted, and still some of them are in a lot of cases, that I had to figure out a way to like lovingly and gently release them from their responsibility of keeping me safe. Right. Mm -hmm. So like all of these beliefs that are around you, if you're like more of a a gentle energy kind of person, these things that are around you are trying their darndest to keep you as safe as possible. Mm -hmm. Don't get out of bed. Don't risk anything. Don't change what your routine is. Don't try to get noticed. Don't try to become successful. Don't put a target on your back. All of these things that you can have floating around, they're just trying to keep you safe Mm because they know like if you stay exactly where you are, you'll be totally safe. You don't have to risk anything. There's also no reward, but like there's there's this thing, right? So if you're able to get to a point through your spiritual self-work of noticing these beliefs when they come up and then being able to gently kiss them goodbye and mm-hmm. send them off to whatever future that they're supposed to have that's not part of your life, mm-hmm. that to me was a much more aligned way of getting rid of some of these beliefs. It was just wishing them well and sending them away. With love, send them with
1: love. Send them
0: with love, exactly. (laughs) So, I would love to know, in the work that you're creating, in this in in this business that you're trying to have, like who are you? What is your? What's the purpose of the work that you want to do? What's that thing that makes the work you do unique and special?
1: I just want to. I want to help heal people, and I guess. In many, in many ways, I'm a Reiki master, um, a Reiki master teacher, actually. I, I read cards, I do animal communication, I do many things. And whatever modality it is, I just want to help heal people. And I guess what mostly what I do is I remove blocks that people have, whether they're mental, physical, spiritual, emotional Um, Just to remove those blockages, you know, dis-ease is a blockage somewhere, you know, and there certainly are, I'm not a doctor and there are physical components as well, but a lot of times blocked emotions and blocked things can, you know, manifest in a physical way. Um, So I just want to help people clear blockages out to be the best person they can be in whatever way that is for them
0: and that could be in relationships that could be financially that could be you know when it comes to your career your mission or your purpose that could be your health and vitality like there's a lot of different ways that energy can get gunked up and mm-hmm. i like that you kind of made sure to disclaim that you're not a doctor because this is like that one of those lines of boundary integrity that i have for working in this space and it's important that everyone kind of if you want to work with anything that i'm doing you have to kind of stay in that same arena is you always want everybody on your team. I think that mm-hmm. there's a line in spiritual yeah. work where you can't cross it, in, at least in my opinion, um, that you can't go against the advice of a doctor. You can't go against the advice of a lawyer or a financial mm-hmm. advisor or anything like that. But mm-hmm. we can work within the team to be part of the, you know, here on earth team that supports mm-hmm. people. And then also just to say, you could go to the doctor and be cured of whatever it is, but emotionally, you could still be holding on to the trauma that was caused mm-hmm. by it. So yeah. what you're talking about is deeply important to a lot of people where Yes, I got through the physical component of whatever I was I was dealing with, but there's an energetic, there's an emotional, there's a spiritual, there's mm-hmm. there's some other component that I haven't been able to let go of. And I don't think anyone that I know ever, whether they're spiritual or not, has never felt the after effects of something that's happened to them that they struggled with. Mm-hmm. That it's very hard for us to just like turn off our brain and be like, all right, mm-hmm. bye. See you later. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a it's a whole you have to kiss it and love it and send it on its way with love, like mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So for you, what I think is exciting because you have so many different modalities. And I'm going to take this as like a teaching moment of Mm -hmm. something that I think everyone listening out there, a lot of you have multiple certifications, multiple classes that you've taken, tons and tons of modalities that you've learned about. Maybe you've been doing it for, you know, like you're saying, I think you've done it for 20 years years now, right? You said
1: about 20 years. So
0: all of these experiences that you've had, everything that your life has taught you, everything that you brought forward from wherever it comes from, Mm -hmm. you know, everything that's part of your intuition. All the messages you've received, like all of these things are in the bubble of what makes working with somebody like you unique, right? So what we're finding or what we're seeing as more and more and more people are stepping into the spotlight and sharing their gift and having a business is that instead of offering 17 different things, you want to offer one thing. And we've talked about this before. Yeah. How is that going for you with that new thought of relating to it as I'm no longer you know, going to be offering all these things separately, but I'm creating a process that is my own. And it's based on my expertise, my stories, my experiences, you can step into my bubble, I'm not Mm going to step into yours and just give you whatever it is you you're looking for. Mm -hmm. I'm asking you to step into mine. What's that been like for you? Or how's that going?
1: That's going really well. But that was a huge struggle because of, you know, of all the different modalities. And I'm, I'm like, forever a student. I've been this way my whole life. So, well, oh, I've, I've done this. Now I want to learn that. Now I want to learn that. Now I, want, you know, I was like a spiritual course junkie and certification junkie and like, go, go, go. And then you have to say like, when is enough is enough? You have what you have and get yourself out there. I think it was also a stall tactic that I was doing all that too, probably because I just do one do, more class. Yeah. yeah. Just one more, one more crystal, <laughs> one more deck, one more class. I don't want to tell you how many decks and crystals and everything I have, but That was hard because I do, I I, because I want to help people with whatever they need, so I kind of funneled it down with your help. I funneled it down to two main things, which are my Reiki healing, which I always the intuition comes into play there. Even if I'm doing some energy healing for physical reasons to help with that, I always get intuitive hits and I share things with people, and then the card reading, those seem to be my two things that I'm focusing on, and a lot of times they go hand in hand because if I do a Reiki session. A lot of times I'll want to pull a card for them, you know, after we talk and do everything and vice versa, I might be doing a card reading for someone and I feel like they could use a little Reiki for whatever those kind of go hand in hand from what I can see. So I have made that the main focus on my webpage. I have it in teeny weeny little letters that I also do some mediumship and animal communication so that it's out there, but it's not like the main focus. Mm -hmm. And then, as I you know, speak with clients and talk to them, I can mention if they say something I think might be of service to them, I can kind of mention it. But I, I'm, I'm kind of focusing on those things and letting everything just kind of play out wherever it will from there.
0: I mean, there's different ways of thinking about it. You could create a process where you start with one thing and then you right. move to the next thing and then you move to another thing. And then you give them a little bit of like an assignment you know, before their next reading or something mm-hmm. to think about or some way to integrate whatever it is that was talked about in that session into their life and just see what happens. And if they want to learn more, they want to continue going with it, they can come back and book another session. That's a great way to kind of create your special process, right? Mm -hmm. So that's one way you could do it. And the other way is what you're exactly saying, which is, I know that the basis 80% of what I do in the work that I'm doing is based on the, the Reiki work and the card reading. And so it kind of organically happens, you know, mm-hmm. based on the needs of the client as they come into my bubble. But then as that's happening, I may be called upon to like say that there's some sort of animal communication part of it, or that there's a message coming over from the other side or whatever it is in the moment, because this is the part where I'm excited for you to 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 share. This is, you know, after 20 years of doing this, Where is your level of trust in spirit giving you the information and trust in yourself and trust in your gifts to just like let it go, to like blah it out and just say it? Where is that for you? Or how did you get to a place where you felt comfortable doing that?
1: With the Reiki, it just kind of naturally happened. With the card reading, it took me a while to feel that. But with practice, practice, Mm -hmm. practice, practice. And there's so many people out there, groups you can join, people you meet in a course that you can connect with and say a free reading, free this. So that took me a while. And I remember with the card reading one day, it was like, I just woke up and it was like, I can do this. You know, granted, I I had enough people tell me, oh, you were spot on, whatever. But I, I couldn't get, you know, I'm like, I've got it. Like something shifted. And then... Yeah, I, I'm, I'm comfortable, pretty much comfortable to blurt anything out. The mediumship part, I've always been a medium, but not in the traditional sense, like mostly loved ones have, who've passed communicated with me. I would go to a wake um, and I'd be in front of the casket and they'd start talking to me. And if depending on how well I knew the person who was the family member that I went for, I, might sh- I would share that with them. I've helped spirits cross over, not really knowing what I was doing, but I just followed spirit and it worked. So all of that was, but with the traditional mediumship work, I I actually decided to take a course to get certified in mediumship. And that was harder because I wasn't relying so much on my own intuition as I was relying on my own intuition to reach out to someone else, even though that does happen sometimes in my card readings, you know, organically, but this was like, this is the purpose of it. I'm okay blurting things out. But if I don't get validation, sometimes my ego crops up. And, and I mean, even people who have been doing this forever and famous people, right, that we could name off, rattle off so many names. They they say they struggle with that sometimes, too. They're going to this big gallery meeting, and they're like, what if I don't get anything? You know, and you're like, you really feel that way, too? It's OK. Acknowledge the feelings I have learned to instead of fighting with my ego to kind of make friends with it, my ego's name is Hugo. I lovingly refer to him as Hugo. And when Hugo, (laughs) Hugo's chirping in my ear and really getting on me, I just say, thank you, Hugo, but I don't need your help with this. I'm fine. You know, I love you, but you know, you can move on. I don't need you right now. Kind of get that chirping to stop. Uh, That being said, once in a blue, it does, but I'm pretty much got to the point where I will blah, just let it all out and, Sometimes when things don't resonate with people, they'll call you the next day or the next week and say, oh my gosh, remember I told you that, I didn't, that didn't mean anything to me? Guess what? I thought of it or, you know, this happened. So I've, that's kind of helped too, you know, if we ever get things.
0: I mean, I love that. Hugo, I, I love the phrase, your ego is not your amigo. So like, <laughs> I, I totally, I think that's perfect. We'll be back with more right after this break. I love the way that you're you're sharing this because a lot of people I think struggle with this moment. Mm-hmm. Like if you have to if you have to all of a sudden you know tr- transform the way that you create your offerings into like one big bubble of offerings, mm-hmm. it's hard to know how to get through all the different phases or the different pieces of what you do without having your ego pop up, without having Hugo show up, mm-hmm. without putting a filter maybe is the best way to put it over whatever you're doing because you weren't certain about it. But I think you're right. Ask any medium, ask any psychic, ask any intuitive. Mm-hmm. The times that they held back and then what they would have said mm-hmm. was accurate. And then they yeah. kicked themselves. And then it looks worse when they're like, oh, I knew that. I was going to say that. And you're like, what? It mm-hmm. removes that that ability to get a hit. And then chances are most people in that moment, there's this thing that when I was working at Tony Robbins, they used to call, he would make a joke of it. He called it the stupid gas. And that when you stood up at an event, that there's this gas that hangs like, you know, four or five feet above where everybody is. And when you stand up into that gas, it makes you stupid and you can't remember things and you can't like think critically and like you you know all that attention and focus like completely ungrounds you and you float out of your body a little bit right mm-hmm. so he would do this thing where anytime somebody stood up to share something everybody had to clap to disperse the stupid gas so that ever they they could focus and they could be in their bodies and be present for whatever it is that was going to happen mm-hmm. and so there's like a little element of that that i think is really fun and useful to think about when you're doing a reading you say something it doesn't land for that person because they're probably in their own head mm-hmm. and they're probably having like some sort of response in their body for standing up and being in front of people, which a lot of people don't like
1: mm-hmm. and they
0: can't think clearly. And then it takes them 24 hours to process the info. And like you said, to be able to call back and be like, that thing was totally correct. And you're like, why yeah. couldn't that have happened in front of the audience? So that yeah. everybody wouldn't
1: I I know, it's so true. <laughs> and I find that especially happens with mediumship because in mediumship, there's so much emotion, right? Because either they're looking to connect with a loved one that's passed or a loved one that's passed has come in to connect with them. And there's just so much emotion around it that it's hard to be thinking clearly with things that are coming in sometimes, you know, especially when you get the, I'm getting a name with a C, you know, even every medium I've ever gone to, when they give me the initials, I'm like, it's not resonating right now. I knew enough to say like, not right now. But then I'd call my daughter. I'm like, yeah, they said a name. And she's like, mom, that's so-and-so. And, And, you know, I my daughter would always, she knew every time who the initials were because I was just so emotionally invested or I was spotlighted if it was a gallery thing, right? And you're a little nervous and you're like, what are they going to say? You know, so no, it's true. You can't hold back. Some of the craziest things that have popped out of my mouth have meant so much to Mm -hmm. someone like some, the stupidest thing. And I'm, and I'm saying, I don't want to say this, this is dumb, you know? And, and then I just let it out and they're like, oh my gosh, you know, and it really means something to them. So you just need to let it out. Don't filter anything. So, and, and another interesting thing, as you're kind of
0: reshaping the way you create your offer, the process by which you kind of bring all spirit in from all these different facets of what you've done to create this unique experience for somebody. What's the language that you typically would use to move from modality to modality? You know, as you start doing it, how do you move from the Reiki to the card part, from the card part to the mediumship part, from the mediumship part to the animal communication part? If, for example, all four of those things were present in a reading, Mm -hmm. what would you say? Would you kind of announce that you're moving from one part to the other? Do you try to transition on a thought or like, how does that occur for you? Or is it different every time?
1: Yeah, it can be different every time. I think for the most part if I'm doing working in a certain modality and then I feel led to kind of shift into something else, I kind of just honest and say I'm being I'm being led, I'm getting the feeling that, you know, this would be beneficial. Um or I'm getting that, you know, I could be reading someone and their animal keeps coming up and you know, I could say I feel it might be beneficial for your animal, you know, if we did some communication or sent the animal some reiki. Yeah, it just naturally happens. It's funny because I I always really kind of kept the Reiki and the card reading separate, but it just kind of naturally morphed together. I think as time went on, there's so many times I'll do a card reading and not all the time, but sometimes I'll just feel like they could use some Reiki. So I'll just say, you know, I also do Reiki energy healing. I'm feeling like that might be beneficial. Is that something you would like, you know, and you need their permission. You don't want to just do it. And same with the card reading. If I do Reiki and I feel like I want to pull a card, I'll just say, you know, how would you feel if I pulled a card for you? I'm feeling like we might be able to get some more information, you know, and, and pretty much people are pretty good with transitioning from one to the next.
0: Do you feel like you're on the verge of inventing a new type of experience? Because I think that just as you were describing that, I was imagining how cool it would be to get like a, like a Reiki reading or like an energy reading that involved Tarot, where each card was identifying a different area or a different subject or a different thing that needed to be addressed energetically. Mm -hmm. And that it was almost like card reading Reiki, card reading Reiki, card reading Reiki. So that it was like this experience that was pulling from two different places, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Or sometimes three or four, so that all of a sudden it's all integrated and happening at once and you're not shifting through each of the four components, but like it's all happening together that's yes it's right? funny you yeah. say
1: that i um to a lesser extent but I, I that gives me another idea to expand even more thank you I have on my website so I have my my reiki reading and the different times and the in the, the amounts and same for the card reading and then I also have three card reading and Reiki session bundled together where I can do just that I have I do a lot of chakra work doing Reiki, right. Because we know about the chakras and getting blocked and, and making sure they're spinning, you know, the right way and the right time and all that. So a lot of times the cards kind of integrate with that where, you know, I can feel like this chakra needs, you know, with, from the cards, I can tell what chakra needs some clearing and and right. things like that. So um, yeah, but I, I can expand on that even more. I love that idea.
0: Yeah. And I would encourage you to still keep playing with the idea and everyone who's listening to this, think about what you've got, but If chakras are like the the framework, a lot of the times for the work that you're doing to me, it would be very cool to not have a choice that I'm Mm -hmm. just getting a reading from you and we're going to call it whatever we want to call it. We'll come up with a name for it, but I'm just coming to you for a reading. I know that it's going to be a personalized experience, but almost that you're doing some sort of like clearing at the beginning of it. And then chakra by chakra, you're pulling Mm -hmm. a card and -hmm. the card is going to help illuminate what in that chakra needs a little bit of help and then get through all seven or however many chakras you normally attach to because i know that there's like the soul star and there's a bunch of things that that you can do that are kind of in the spiritual realm which is really Mm -hmm. cool is -hmm. to be able to go up and down those chakras with energy being led by the cards Mm -hmm. and then be able to kind of pass messages that are coming up as each of those chakras are opening or being cleared now again that sounds like, so. I mean, when I describe it, I get excited because I was like, oh, I would totally do that. Mm-hmm. Like I would 1000% would love to go and be able to sit in a chair or be on, I don't know how you would do it online, but I could just be sitting here and yeah. you could say, okay, we're clearing it out. We're attaching to spirit, you know, ground your feet, get yourself into a, a place of, you know, comfort, cut the cords, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then now all of a sudden I'm going to start with your base chakra. Here's the card. Here's the angel. Here's the whatever. And mm-hmm. we're going to focus on this, take a few deep breaths. You know what I mean. That whole thing all of a sudden becomes an experience that is only yours, right? Yeah, I love that. I mean, the reasoning behind it, I want to give everyone the why. The why that I would tell somebody, you know, like that's doing what you do to create this experience is because now instead of me coming to your website and having to choose, do I want a card reading or do I want to work with Reiki or do I want a message Mm -hmm. or do I want this? All I have to do is say, oh my gosh, that sounds so cool. I want to have that experience. Right. And then you do your thing. And however it occurs to them, you have no control over that. Right? Like you're just holding space, creating space, doing your thing, you know, mm-hmm. walking through the process, creating this energy, you know, transfer of how you would do it and then bringing it back down, getting them mm-hmm. back into their bodies and sending them on their way with a couple of thoughts or maybe some messages or things that came up at the tail end. I don't know how that would work. I will Ooh. gladly volunteer to be I will, okay, a guinea pig good. for this. Yeah. But right. I think that anyone out there that's listening to what we're talking about, you could do the exact same framework with what you know they're doing, but it's it's a different story. It's a different set of eyes. It's a different set of hands. It's a different mm-hmm. source of energy. It's a different combination of modalities, a different combination of expertise, 20 years of experience doing this mm-hmm. and drawing upon all of that. I mean, I'm tooting the horn for you, but like you have to, and I'm going to give this to you so you can hold on to it. Mm -hmm. You have to take what I just said, and you have to take the reality of everything we just listed and put that into whatever part of you may or may not have an issue with like imposter syndrome or whether Mm -hmm. or not you're qualified enough to be doing this work. You are qualified. Mm -hmm. You have an incredible history of being able to do this. You've invested so much time and so much energy into doing this. And I like, am super excited for you to try this out. And say, you know, like, this is an experience that is going to be unique, because it's not like you're pulling the same seven cards. It's not like you're doing the same seven healings on the chakras. Mm -hmm. It's going to be different every time. Mm -hmm. You can do the math too. seven chakras, you know, however many cards, multiply that all out. This is the different permutations, if we're going to get technical of how it could go. And then there's infinite stuff when it comes to the intuitive messages that you're getting. Yeah. So there's just Love so that. much to explore. Oh. So even if everyone listening if you were to take Kathy's process that we just talked about and apply it to however you do what you do, there's no way statistically or maybe there's a very infinitesimal way to state statistically the experience that Kathy would create would be would be the same as the experience you would. Mm-hmm. Everybody's welcome to try this out and mm-hmm. see if it would make a difference and create a magical, healing, wonderful experience for people. You don't have to work that hard to get them to choose. They just have to be attracted right. to the concept of the idea. Yep. They have to see your testimonials and be like, wow, this was one of the most incredible healing experiences I've ever had. I've never experienced anything like that before. Mm-hmm. In fact, I'm happy to give you that testimonial. Um, <laughs> but, But for you to be able to create that and have that raving fan quality of like mm-hmm. something new or a mm-hmm. new experience of all of this, I think would be phenomenal. I love
1: that. It's resonating with me 100%. I love it. I love it, love it, love it.
0: All right. I'm booking my reading right after this call. <laughs> so that reminds me, let's, let's talk about that. If anybody's interested in having this type of reading or being, you know, being one of the first people to have this new experience that Kathy's creating, how do we get in touch with you? Where do we find you? How do we sign up for all of this?
1: You can go to my website, which is www.kathyscase.com. And SCACE is S-D-A-C-E and Kathy is K-A-T-H-Y because I know there's different ways to see your K. So kathyscase.com. The name of my business is Angel Whispers Intuitive Healing. You could always email me too at angelwhispersintuitive.com. Uh, no, just angelwhispers at kathyscase.com. Yeah. I'd love to, I'm still in the process of doing the Facebook page and all that. So I'm mostly on my, I got my website up. So we're babe steps here? I'm working with And Let me tell you, right you
0: that's the foundation of every, every part. I mean, you, you're doing it the right way. I think yeah. that's something I I want to you know also give to you is like, you're, I want to encourage everybody to kind of consider like whatever way you choose to do it is the right way for you in this moment. And And we talk about this all the time is like, getting it done, whether it's perfect or not, doesn't matter, but getting it done and creating it and putting it into the realm of reality is the goal, right? And then you can always refine it later and you can keep moving up and around and around and around and and kind of increasing it this way. You can't see what I'm doing if you're listening to this, but I'm moving my hand around like in a spiral staircase thing and going up (laughs) higher and higher. That's the goal is to get it into reality and then revisit it, refine, revisit it, refine, revisit it, refine. So your website now, a year from now could look totally different, right? At least it's real now. And people can go to kathyscase.com and sign up for a reading or get in touch with you on the website or send you an Mm -hmm. email and say, I'm interested in the reading that you guys were talking about. I want to be, I want to do it. And so that you can start doing that. And everybody that's listening, go to her website and see the work that's gone into it like appreciate that it took a long time to get there and appreciate that you can then look at her website be inspired by it and take a little bit less time to get there that's the gift in all of this and i think that's part of what why we're doing what we're doing is we want to show other people that it can be easy here's an example of how to do it i always uh, like to say it and this is kind of again i borrowed from tony robbins success leaves clues for you to go and look at your favorite spiritual teachers websites for you to look at websites, say like what Kathy's created for you to start to like zero in on say, okay, well, that person probably has a team of people who are building the website or an entire web development team that built that. So I'm not going to aim there right now. Kathy did the website all on her own. I can aim for that. Mm-hmm. I can do this. Yeah. So thank you for doing it yourself. And thank you for investing the time to do all of that because it's going to literally inspire people. Even yeah. the act of building your website is part of I- it.
1: I did do a lot of that, too. I looked at a lot of the other um, people's websites that were in the groups and s- saw what they did. Um, I looked at p. I signed up for newsletters with like my slush email, every newsletter going yeah. so that I could look at them and how do they formulate their newsletters. Um, also, if you go out to my website, there's a place to sign up for a newsletter and there'll be freebies sometimes and great information and, you know, updated to events and things like that. Um, and then there's a contact form. But yeah, you definitely go out there and look at what other people are doing. And it, it's market research. I even, when I was ready, because with COVID, you know, wanting to do like uh, group Reiki sessions virtually, I'm like, I know I could do it because I do distance Reiki and all that. But it was like, how do I, how do I make it happen? Does everyone just sit there silently? Do I talk sometimes? Like, what's going to make the experience good for them being it's all virtual because this was a new thing. So what did I do? I went and signed up for some virtual Reiki sessions where they did it for groups. And I, I enjoyed the heck out of the Reiki, of course, but I also, it was like market research, right? So Sign up for things, look at how people do things, look at their newsletters, look at their websites, and then you will get tips and tricks and things that resonate with you. Not everything will, but when you pull from all these different places, it's just like doing a research paper, right? And you're going to pull the important things out and then make it your own. Yeah, definitely. That's that's one of the best things that I did was just look and be a student.
0: I couldn't have said it any better myself. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> I probably got a lot of that from listening to you. Honestly, that's why I did all those things. But, but um, yeah. And if anyone wants to sign up for a service, um, if you mention that you listen to this podcast with Mooney and I, twenty um, percent off your first service. So happy to do that for you. And I'm going to get working on that new, that new experience. I'm going to think of a great name for it. So that'll be on my website coming soon.
0: Coming soon. Oh my God. Mooney
1: Kathy. tries it first. And yes, lets that's right. You know how it goes. I'll, and
0: I can be, yeah, I will totally do that. All right. So Kathy, thank you again for joining thank us. You. This is like so great and so fun. And I'm so happy that we're here doing this and that you're here doing this and that other people are here doing this. So uh, if you want to go check out Kathy's work, go to kathyscase.com. That's Kathy with a K S C A C E.com and check it out. Go sign up for a reading. And again, thanks for listening to the step into your spiritual spotlight podcast. Kathy, thanks again for being here and we'll see you next time.
1: Thank you much, love. Mm -hmm.
0: Thanks for listening to the Step Into Your Spiritual Spotlight podcast with me, the Mooniverse, and another spiritual entrepreneur that's making a big difference in the world. To find out more, visit www.themooniverse.com. That's T-H-E-M-U-N-I-V-E-R-S-E dot com.